Hello, kapla, and welcome everyone to our fan cast. We're a Star Wars boy, a Star Trek girl, and a sci-fi wingnut talk about the new Star Trek series, Strange New Worlds. We are super excited to geek out, talk about the new show, so let's bring in the intro music and get going. Welcome to Strange New Worlds Fan Cast. We have Captain Bubbles. Fan Cast? Yeah. Strange huh? New World Fan Cast. That is literally the name of our show. Why? It's a, I've always heard podcast, not fan cast. I think you're confusing the two the one we did last night. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Now, now you've got me questioning no. what the hell I'm doing. Hold on. No, no, no. You're correct, Sean. Okay. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> We'll go back to uh, Stroke Victim. I just know that FanCast is what we call the Warehouse OT one last night. No, this one's called FanCast as well. Yes, a FanCast is... Oh, look at that! Strange New Worlds FanCast. There's our little stuff. Yeah, yeah, shut up. Boom! Ooh. Nani for the win. All right, so... <laughs> you, you do realize that this is an argument that you can't win. Yeah, I didn't care. Be no, 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 no. Not you, him. Because of the fact that she's a stroke victim, stroke you victim, can't I can win the always use Would the you card? stop yes. helping her? But you can't win the argument because either home. she's correct or she's a stroke victim. One or the other. I love Jake. It's one of the reasons why they told you it wasn't worth your time to punch a girl when you were a kid because you can't win the fight. You know, she doesn't need helping. It's all the same. <laughs> We've been doing fine. I, I love Jake, so it's fine. <laughs> Everyone loves Jake. Law loves Jake, too. Everyone loves Jake. The only one she loves more than Jake is Beefy. Everybody loves Beefy more everybody than me. Loves, it's fine. Yeah, everybody loves Beef. It's a it's a thing. Uh, this, uh, this one we are doing uh, Season 2, Episode 7, Those Old Scientists. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> no one knows what TOS stands for. There's got to be. You know there's somebody out there that didn't know what that meant. I, I You know, I got the I got the joke in the episode when they were talking about it there. I it did I didn't put two and two together with the actual title of the episode until you just said it. <laughs> well, I know we usually pay attention to the titles of the episodes. But it, you, the moment it was it got laid out, it was kind of like I can't believe I missed that. I didn't get it till just now, so I, I really no, I didn't. I didn't. I was like those old scientists. They said it in the show. That must be what it was. Uh, no, I didn't. Wow. I didn't get it, um, any of it. I I was. You can't even claim a stroke victim on that one. No, I was bedazzled by the opening. Uh, the first time we saw the opening. Shannon, and now, th keep in mind, this was the first time both of us were watching it. And Shannon's like, is it going to be animated like this the entire time? Just uh, just completely disgusted for, like, the first 30 seconds. Because she, she was awful sleepy, too. So she probably and had been in the heat all day. So she probably wasn't as in. Kind of like it. right now. I'm so sleepy. And and I'm like, no. it's not, But this is great. And the, the animated opening. I loved it. It was Which, so it was so clean it. that it actually took me a moment to recognize the fact that they were that it was animated. It took a full a full view of the ship before I went. Oh, they're doing a crossover animation, and and they they put the the monster from the lower decks in there. Oh, 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 Is that what chasing on the, the, the yeah, it was it was holding on to. See the Cerritos. The the joke is if you ever watch Lower Decks, the Cerritos is in charge of second contacts, right? Enterprise gets first contacts, right? That's that's like flagship level stuff. They get stuff. top shelf. Yeah, they get the top shelf stuff. The Cerritos, where Boimler and Mariner are from, uh, not so much. So basically, the Cerritos is not even the B team. They're like the D team. I mean, they're, they call the Cerritos, bad things are going to happen. They never get anything right. And, and they just kind of bumble their way through everything. So they're constantly doing everything. Now it winds up working out. But 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 they're opening just, you know with most of the openings whether it's Voyager or um uh, uh Strange New Worlds or whatever it may be, you usually see the ship flying around through majestic, awesome. 
Yeah. It, and what you see in Lower Decks is the Cerritos bumping into things. Running into stuff. Is that why stuff. all the rocks were hitting it? Right, all the rocks. So you got to you got to remember, I've 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 never watched Lower Decks. Yeah. They show up at Wolf three five nine, and then you know they the Borg starts shooting at people, and they just turn around and run off. You know that's the Cerritos. <laughs> ha- have to stop themselves from falling into the black hole. Right, they, they get out, but just they have to you know slingshot around it. So there, it's just a class a, a, a show full of blunders. Right, it's like if Futurama was in the Star Trek universe. And they they give you the Enterprise doing it right in the animated version. So that was super freaking cool. I loved the Lower Decks opening. I loved that they brought in the actual characters for Boimler and Mariner. Uh, but uh, I, I love the fact that even how Mariner showed up, thinking that she was saving the day. <laughs> Which Mariner normally <laughs> does. screwing it up. Yeah, well, Mariner yeah. is is like a a force of nature. She she normally makes things better, but she makes things worse first. Actually, I I picked up on something with this episode that I should have picked up on lower decks before. Um, it, it, they both both Mariner and Boimler both have things that they can't control or stop about themselves. Boimler can't shut up, right? And Mariner can't stop touching things. <laughs> I thought it was the other way around because Mariner's the moment she got there, she's bad mouthing and talking and. Well, that's just Mariner. Mariner just she she just talks and talks and talks. But yeah, Mariner. Uh, I I can honestly think they both had problems touching things and shutting up. Uh, so, that and lower decks, and they even mention it in this lower decks. The dialogue is so fast. It is really fast. You would have trouble watching it. This is probably why I haven't watched it before. It is very quick. And they even mentioned it in this. Have you noticed how slow and quiet everyone is talking? Because <laughs> they, they do that like normal speech pentameters on all the other shows. are, qu- But because Lower Decks is only a 30-minute show, they just try and pack all the dialogue in as fast as they possibly can. The only show that's as quick as Lower Decks is Letterkenny. That is a very fast show. Lower Decks is that fast, and they they just and props to the actors because because Boimler and Mariner are so fast when they when they're talking together on Lower Decks that sometimes you have to rewind just to hear what they're saying. Uh, so, and, and and the worst part about it is is Boimler played. I, I went and saw um, uh, Oppenheimer last night. Boimler plays Doctor Faramy. <laughs> In, in Oppenheimer, sitting there playing the bongos, which apparently Faramir was known for. And it's just kind of like, that's I, I don't think I can buy this. That's Boimler. <laughs> well, we did, uh, and this is a fantastic time to do this, uh, we did get an email. And uh, our email is from Starpie, who is, of course, on other shows from the Lone Wolf Network. Uh, in fact, I'm going to do a shameless plug. Um Yes, last night. Last night. Last night was recorded uh, with Star Pie, our Stargate pioneer, Shannon and uh, Carolyn. Carolyn. Yeah. Uh, Ocean. The. the uh, six, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can't remember her numbers. I but don't remember Ocean. her tag. I, I'm horrible at that. I remembered her name was Carolyn. That's about as far as I go. And she has Stitch in her logo. Yes. Okay. So I knew who she was. I just uh, and I've never seen her, but I knew who she was. Um, Star Pie, Shannon and Carolyn. Recorded last night, as this is recorded, uh, the first episode of Artie's Attic. Yeah. Which uh, is, is Shannon's... Warehouse 13 podcast. Warehouse 13 fan cast. Podcast. Podcast? Podcast. Is no, it? it's called fan cast, but I'm telling you it's a podcast. It's... <laughs> Both are It's called cast, a fan cast, but it is a podcast. But it is a that? podcast. How's that? Uh, and it is, uh, you can find it on Lone Wolf Network. Uh, also, keep an eye on Shannon's Twitter. Uh, she will be tweeting out uh, links of that when the first episode uh, does does release, right? Yeah. And uh, they have been threatening to do that, and StarPie called their bluff. And you should have seen. It? You should have seen his face. I thought he was like, "What did I get myself into?" Because <laughs> Carolyn and I were just going. He like, "I am the world's." I, I, it, it's. I don't care what show I like or what I'm into or like Warehouse 13. I mean, 
you defiance have defiance like and, yeah. and Winona Earp. Yeah. Once I find Earp. shows that I love, I, I normally gravitate to, and then I do all of it, right? Yeah, you immerse yourself in it. But yeah. Warehouse 13 has been done with for a couple of years now, oh, wow. and I still love every aspect of Warehouse 13. And, and, and I have picked up over the past year that if Shannon is a fan of something, she gets very, very excitable when it comes to that thing that she's a fan of. Yes. Oh, very much so. Like meeting Jamie. And, and, and it's it's uh, it was a big thing. And then Stargate uh, decided, okay, not only will I call your bluff, I'll produce it. So uh, it is going to release, I, I guess, sometime this week or, or something like that. Um, this cast will come out uh, Wednesday, uh, the 20, whatever the hell it is today. What is it? 26th. The 26th. Good memory there stroke girl um and they've been working all day long (laughs) it will come out the 26th so uh uh this cast will i i would imagine Artie's attic will come out sometime this week uh depending on when star pie's editing schedule goes and uh it is going to be shannon and carol and stargate pioneer talking about warehouse 13 it's going to be me fangirling out Oh yeah, and, re- no, and reminding the people how much I love Warehouse 13, and reminding people that I'm a diehard Bering and Wells fan. So you know, you're gonna get a Bering and Wells tattoo or a Warehouse tattoo. I don't know which one it's, you said you were gonna. No, get. it's gonna be the Bering Wells. It's gonna be the solving puzzles. Yeah, and saving solving, the day. Yeah, yeah. It, it, where it starts with Wells and Bering solving puzzles, saving the day, and then Bering and Wells. Yeah, it's, like in uh, old English. Well, that's pretty cool. Everyone will think it's a Mexican tattoo, but <laughs> just like they think your your uh, your your uh... everyone God, think uh... I get stopped. Okay, look, I have I have ten tattoos, right? They, I get stopped all the they time. They think her face, where you go, I go, the the angel's shield. They think that is a memorial okay. tattoo. It is from from Wine Under Earp. I've got Nicole Hot. Hot. I couldn't remember her name. I've got a picture of her. From first season, with her looking at Waverly from the front porch, I've got that on my arm, and it says, "Where you go, I go." Everybody thinks it's. And at the top of it, it says "Angel Shield," and it's so good. My tattoo artist is so good at faces and profiles that everyone stops me. I got stopped at Walmart one day. This woman was like, "Oh, is that someone you've lost? You know, were they a sheriff?" I'm like, "It's happened to me so many times. I'd say yes, yes. You know, I did lose her, and she was a sheriff. Is that about Jesus? (laughs) Yes. So. Yeah, it's. uh, In fact, the uh, Nicole hot herself. But, oh, but. Saw saw it and remembered it. Yes, so when I met Kat Burrell, she liked it. She loved it. But see, you, Jake, you were just talking about how I immersed myself into my fandoms? Yes. The other steampunk tattoo that I have on the other arm is named named Micah. Yeah. And it's uh, it's kind of a cross between Warehouse 13 and, what is it, the Bureau of Peculiar Occurrences? That is so... I, I, I doubt many people know what that is, but that is such a it's a, it's copied from it. It has to be. Oh yeah, it, no, it they're is... exactly the same. They use the same gun. They use the same setup. They use the same warehouse. They use the same everything. Crap! What was the name of it? Peculiar occurrences. I think it's like the Bureau of Peculiar Peculiar Occurrences. It's something like that. Anyways, but it, that that uh, look, all I can think of is Hellboy uh, BPRD Bureau of Paranormal <laughs> Research and Defense, but I know that's not it. No, ministry, the ministry, ministry, ministry of the ministry of peculiar occurrences. Yeah, man, that took a minute. It's basically a, a warehouse thirteen like, thing. It's a book is that series. like the is that like the ministry of fun, funny walks? <laughs> no, mm. no, no, no. It is a basically that book series is a straight up warehouse thirteen parallel rip off. Uh, well, I no, no. I think it came before us. I think it, the books came first. I think so. Okay, I, I don't this remember, is but... so. This is how much of a, of a if you've watched Warehouse 13, you'll know yes. that 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 H.G. Wells is a woman and she created a grappler hook, right? That's that's the, what she was. Yes, she has in the, in the series. This character from the Ministry of Peculiar Occurrences, which is a series, you can do audiobooks or books. They are. Victorian England. They have a secret warehouse. They have to go out and collect all these 
artifacts that they bring in and she's a woman in the field and none of the guys would like to you know they don't want to give her the time of day but she's really good at what she does and she creates and she invents all these things for herself and she, she becomes like they're called agents which is you know yeah, her name's it, Braun, and i think his name is book yeah mr books or yeah, something mr. Like books. That. but her, eliza yeah. eliza her name is eliza but she i promise you i promise you hg wells's character was created from this book series because everything, everything, everything's the same. When, exactly when you're listening to it, I'm like, wait a minute, why does this sound so much like Warehouse, Warehouse 13? And then you get to look at the cover. The books are done before night, you know, 2000, I think nine is I, when I is remember. when Warehouse 13 came out. Yeah. It was done before. It was done before. It was, and but... I'm like, this is so. <laughs> this came from one of these is exactly like the other. But uh, mentioning Stargate uh, Pioneer, he was uh, he's he is a friend of this show and a producer on Shannon's new Warehouse 13 show. Well, he did, uh, he did Voices of Defiance with us. He also did Voices of Defiance with us. He's he's done a bunch of stuff, and uh, he sent us an audio clip, which uh, I cannot play now because I don't have a soundboard. But I will read it to you guys and then insert it for the nice people who listen so that they don't have to listen to me fumble over this. But he says this. Hey, guys, it's SP. And oh, my gosh, I just watched Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Those old scientists One of the best episodes of Star Trek and of television ever, in my opinion. What an amazing show. You had the animated credits. You had the animated outro. You had the Cerritos on there and the Enterprise, both animations. Cerritos was an actual real live action, but you had lots of amazing stuff. Two shows combined through time travel. You have a Stargate. I don't care what you call it. It's a Stargate. Captain Carter, Colonel Carter, whatever. She made it time travel and those people went back and forth. Oh, and Una, I definitely want a poster of her in my bunk. I'm joining Starfleet right now. Great show. Love the cast, guys. As you know, keep it up. And I look forward to hearing what you think about this episode. Catch you guys later. Bye. It'd be funny if, if Boyer's like, I'll, I'll be in my bunk. I, dude, I'm going to cross over I, another. <laughs> I did like the whole embarrassment over the Una poster. That I, I, look, I, if. It, I would have an Uno poster. That would have crossed over a whole nother show. Oh, I'll, I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> I'll be All right, in my bunk. fans, yeah, but it, but it, name but the it, show. Oh, everyone knows that show. Shh, name the show. All right, but still. Fly. Fly. All right, so let's go back to this. Right, they stargated by Star my Star Trek. So that was a stargate. I, I loved it, but it the moment stargate. I saw it, I'm like, oh, they start. They've even put the the glyphs, the glyphs on it. I'm like. That's they stargated by Star Trek, and I, I'm oh, here for I, it. I, actually, there was only one thing that bothered me, is who the Stargate came from. The Nausicans, who were basically the low rent Klingons who stabbed Picard um, in one of the seasons of uh, the Next Generation. Everybody's yeah, got to have a thing, Jake. Everybody's got to have a thing. Ancient Nausicans, right? So they they and they might have found it and gone, holy crap! You know, we need to label this thing because it's it's trippy. So they might not have even created it either, because if it's <laughs> I, did, I didn't like the fact of <laughs> did you translate it? Yeah, was it helpful? No. Uh, what does oh, it say? This is a time trip. This is a time <laughs> portal. So here you go, Jake. Another one of those things where I'm always once I find a show, I get stuck on it. Right? It took me an embarrassingly long amount of time to realize that the guy. The actor that's playing the Orion dude in this in this episode, he was the guy that played the Jack of Nice. He was one of the last revenants that to that Winona Earp had to kill. And it took me forever to realize that I don't know his name. Well, I'm ass I'm assuming that he wasn't painted green in Winona Earp. No, but it's but see that just makes it even more difficult for that. I still recognized him. I just had to find him. And that's who he was. So bringing my fandoms back around to each other because, you know, Mel's, I think, I'm pretty sure she's going to come back. I hope. Well, they I haven't hope. killed her off yet. So, uh, but, but then again, we're in Star Trek, so it wouldn't matter if they killed her off anyway. She'd they, come back. They, just, she'd come back. Dust it off. If you, you yeah, got, and it'll be a different color shirt. Yeah. Speaking of, did you notice, and I love how they do the combination, and they we've seen this 
like in the, I think the first season is when they really started doing this that I had noticed, but you always have the red, golden, and blue, right? Yeah. So when Spock, the captain, and Laan are standing there watching him, watching Boiler well, about to go up to the, the start gate, you see those colors in line together. That They have the red, the gold, and the blue. Yeah, the primary colors. Just thought I'd fly um, that out there again. I love it. <laughs> it's on my arm. Uh, well, and like Boimler, you're a history buff. Like, he's a super history buff, and so are you. I know. I totally would have done the Riker. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to see this. <laughs> there, or it's, it's a Riker maneuver. I totally would have done that. Totally would have done it. I got to kick out of here. You made step over the saddle. Riker. Riker. <laughs> It's well, so... the fact that Jonathan Frakes directed this, I mean, I, I wonder if he's okay. Well, no, do, that, it this, that, do it this that, way. Do no, it this no. way. That was, no, no. That was ad-libbed. Was he it? walked up to it and just went, Riker. Okay. And apparently the, everybody just started dying laughing, and, and um, uh, Jonathan Frakes went, oh, that's in. we got to keep that. we <laughs> got to keep, keep that. that. I still sit on chairs like that. If the, if the back is low enough, I still sit chairs like that to this day. It is it is the coolest way to sit in a chair. Riker maneuver. The yeah. Riker maneuver. Um, I actually watched the um, interview um, in the ready room with uh, Jonathan Franks and Boimler and Mariner, and Franks was basically saying that this was a roller coaster ride that he had to just shut up and let these two go. Oh, they're hysterical. They're absolutely oh, <laughs> hysterical. I mean, you wonder how much of Lower Decks is just them screwing around. You know, I mean, they're just a, a, a so lot, good. A lot of a lot of this episode was just them screwing around. I mean, it's oh, you're very realistic. It's so good. He's, except the sad part when he's telling when he's telling Chapel that you know she's basically not going to be in Spock's future. That hurt my soul a little bit to watch I, I, Chapel break. We we've also we, I mean, look, you, you've heard me say it just about every episode that it comes up. I'm this is still more evidence for me to to why Spock eventually goes and tries to purge all of his emotions. I mean, you watched it in that turbo lift break her, you know, to realize she's not that girl. Not only is she not going to she's the one that's changed him a little bit. But but she's not going to be, though. But she's not going to be the one in the the future with history. Like he's spouting off a bunch of stuff about Spock and history doesn't record anything about her. Like, his relationship with her, she's not significant in his life. And now she has confirmation that this isn't going to last very long. Which and, is going to change and alter the way she treats it, the yeah, relationship. It is. I, I think I think both of you are correct, uh, even though I don't want it to be. I, I, she's looking at this going, I, maybe I didn't want to be all like his. Or maybe I made a mistake and I don't want, I don't want to, but, to damage him anymore. But now I have proof that this isn't gonna happen you know like this isn't something that's got distance and legs to it and it's just hard which is stupid because you know you can always change the future now that you know that that's what the future is that now well, now you can say okay well i'm gonna make sure it happens it depends yes on... but the look on boimler's face when spock smiles was classic right like oh god like why are you doing like, <laughs> no, no, no that's, that's not supposed to happen you shouldn't do that um so tell me about the future or the jetpacks? We have jetpacks now. I know, but ours are small. Yeah, I know, but smaller ones. What's smaller? <laughs> Erica being the wingman, always. She She's... is awesome. Uh, she is awesome. She, I, I know I am, but why? <laughs> yeah, I know. Why, why am I awesome? <laughs> you know, well, I, I mean, in the future, his birthday's a holiday. Crap! I like the... Uh... <laughs> And and them trying to dance around what's eventually going to happen to him, and him finally just having to go, guys, I know. Yeah, I know what's going to happen, but that's not why I don't like birthdays. It's because of my dad. I thought that was really elegantly done, although. And then he guilted him into it. I, I have to say this. How good does Sprinkles with Chapel have to be that she can make a man who is sworn off emotion grin like an idiot? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Come on, it, I, it, it has to be everything you're dreaming of. It has to be. Like, she has to be that good. 
that she that, that, that Spock, she brought the human side out of the Vulcan. Spock is grinning like an idiot and making jokes. That's how good Chapel is. Like all she all he has to do is show up at the like ten forward bar thing, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go rock his world." And they all like walk off smiling. And, and next thing you know, he's like the sponsor boy, the sponsor boy from Mentos. Right. right, you know, then he's like, hey, we're going to explode some stuff. The I'm only, pretty happy about the it. The only thing you're missing is the ding when he smiles. <laughs> yeah, Mentos, the Spock maker. You know, like, it's they're they're doing the thing. He's, like, blowing a whole lab up, and he's just like, ah, that's cool. I could use some, I, I could use some, you know, help if he doesn't mind losing an extra hand. Yeah, I mean, like, Sex we should Chapel is that good. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Uh, is this, as is this I knew bad? it would be. Is this bad? Yes, very. We yes. should hide. <laughs> we, we should seek shelter. <laughs> but I mean, to, but to watch her realize she's a phase. She's a phase. This happiness, this feeling, this this um, uh, this emotional attachment that you want desperately more than anything else you've ever had in your life is not going to happen. It's got to be crushing. It's got to be crushing. I, I don't. I, I I don't relish her that. Like that's going to be mind-bendingly sucky for her uh well, th- there, there's another one that was slightly heartwarming though which was mariner and ohura <laughs> because yeah. well you know ohura is mariner one of mariner's heroes Idols, yeah but she's meeting her when she's younger than uh, mariner is so realizing that uhura did not always have it put together I think gave her a little bit of hope. Yeah, because she says she's twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. Mariner's Mariner... older than Uhura is there. Yes. So, so it's... the fact that so the fact that a twenty-two-year-old with no confidence, who's a bit of a screw-up, from her own point of view, I know from everyone else in the world's point of view, she's awesome, but from her own point of view, a little bit of a screw-up, um, can go on to be the, you know, famous Uhura. It gave her that little bit of a maybe. Maybe there's hope for me. It influenced her. I maybe think gave so. a little bit of pep talk. Yeah, like everything's gonna be okay. You know, sort of like uh, Pike, where he was like, you know, the way they looked at me and the way he was, he lit up. You know, I thought maybe everything would be okay for a second, and he realizes no, it won't. Right, like later on in the episode, he realized when he's talking about the birthday, and he's like, hey, you don't know how many of these you're gonna have, and. And he's like, oh, yeah, they, that is going to happen. You know, like he, and, and Mariner's like miming the chair in the, in the light. She's like, you know about the chair and the beep light? You know, <laughs> she's miming I don't know what they're talking about there. What happened there? Uh, well, yeah. if, if eventually the way Pike ends up Oh, with he ends is, up in a wheelchair, right? Yeah. Yeah. Unable to move or speak. And all he has is a beep light. So. You can ask him a yes or no question, and he can beep yes once for yes and twice for no, and that's the most he can communicate. I missed that part. Was she, was she like in the same room with him? Like, yeah, she was. Well, you're paying attention to Boimler because Boimler's the one with the emotion, but but she's she, and she, it's fast. Everything with Mariner's fast, and she's like, so you know about the and she does this with her hand. And you guys can't see this with the the hand, so that she like mimes how far the chair comes up, and then she does her hand motion for the beep light. You know about this, yeah. Huh. And and it's it's sad, you know, like because because Chris does know, right? And and it is going to happen, and it's going to now. It winds up happy because he winds up with like a unbelievable supermodel who is like super frisky, and and they fall in love forever, and they live forever. It's great. It winds up good for him, but he winds up with like fifteen years in a chair with a beep light. To pay for but it. does he end up with well, no. trying tr- trying to convince people yeah. to take him back? Right, trying to get, convince people like, look, I want to go there, and only Spock says, "Oh no, we're going to take him. I promised him, and I will fulfill that promise." And and Spock disobeys orders and steals a ship so that they can take Pike back to the place where he. Well, wants we've to already be. seen him disobey orders and steal one ship I mean, to begin with. Once again, how many times has the Enterprise been stolen? Oh man, Spock's stolen the Enterprise a couple times. <laughs> Actually, it's been stolen. Yeah, it's been stolen. It with Spock. It's been it's been stolen for Spock. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Spock and the Enterprise. We're tight. You know, they send the Enterprise wherever Spock needs to go. Uh, I, I I can I can track them. 
No, you can't do that. Well, you know, I could, but then you could, like, not look. We can't do that. <laughs> Can, Can we? we? <laughs> well, I mean, the, the other part about the, the whole show is, is they, you know, towards the end when they're sitting there talking about how weird it was to have them fanboying all over them and then immediately going into tar- talking about Archer's Enterprise and doing the exact same thing. Hoshi Sato could speak 86 languages. I know she's a legend. I did a paper on her. <laughs> I like how they animated I can't even talk. How they animated them at the end. And Mega's like, what do they put in this thing? <laughs> do, I, do my eyes look big? Gonna, my yeah. arm does not usually do this. <laughs> I feel two-dimensional. <laughs> it is... It, I I kind of agree with Star Pie. This is probably, in my personal opinion, one of the top five Star Trek episodes ever done. Well, that's good because I have a feeling that I'm going to be cringing on the next one because I know there's a musical coming. And I may be a fan of lots of things, but it ain't musical on my TV shows. I didn't, they did a musical in Xena. They did the musical in Warehouse 13. It was... Other than yeah, Claudia I, I, tap dancing, it wasn't, it wasn't good. I enjoyed Claudia I, I actually, tap dancing. I will agree with Shannon, though. I'm not a big fan of them doing the musical episode. I, yeah, I don't want them to do it at all. I, it, hell, I wasn't a big fan when they tried to do the musical series, uh, i.e. Cop Rock. I must have missed that. Okay. And, and um, thankfully if, so. If you, if you really just want to see how bad the... I, th- I can't remember if it was the late 80s or the early 90s were. Um, go on YouTube and look up Cop Rock. Because it was basically a musical version of Hill Street Blues. I don't think I want to do that. No, I think I pass. I I, hard pass on. Like I said, like I said, there's other shows that my favorite when they do musicals. I just look. I love musicals. Like uh, even modern day musicals. Mary Poppins is my favorite Disney, but I don't want to watch Winona. Even modern uh, uh, musicals, uh, Pitch Perfect. I love all three of those movies. Fantastic. Okay. Those are musicals. Okay, but it's what I'm saying movie. is that, like, every but, time you have expectations, you saw the musical for Xena. I did. It was the cheesiest thing. Cheesiest, I enjoyed Renee O'Connor bouncing. It was the cheesiest okay. crap, right? Uh, uh, wait a minute. Uh, on, an, on a completely different note, have you seen the stand-up where the one of the guys from Pitch Perfect talks about the fact that when he got the offer for the audition, he thought it was a baseball movie? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's sort of like the uh, uh, the audition for Maya Bialik when she auditioned for Big Bang Theory and she thought it was a quiz show. And they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be doing uh, Sheldon's character for for Jim Parsons. You know, you're gonna be doing his opposite." And she's like, "That's great. Who's Jim Parsons?" And they're like, "Big, Big Bang Theory. You you're familiar with this?" She goes, "I'm familiar with the Big Bang Theory. I'm a scientist. Yes. What is this well, show?" Now she's on Jeopardy looking around going, this is what I thought I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I don't want to see Pike singing. I don't want to. I don't want to see. Okay. I would. I would watch. Leon I don't want to see Laon sing. I would. I would now, watch Laon I liked her anything. in the gown that she wore last last season. That was uh, that's Look, watchable. I have seen Laon do uh, interviews. I have seen her in a costume gown. I have seen her in slinky outfits on the internet. I have made AI put her in different costumes. We won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> we've seen her in blacked out makeup. You, you've uh, done that. Have you done that to, sh- to chapel? Of course <laughs> I've done that to chapel. Have you <laughs> have done an entire that to folder chapel? On, on chapel? Have you done that to chapel and Laon in the same picture? Look, uh, let's not get caught up in what Sean has done. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. The let's get, let's, get caught, up, let's yes. get caught up in what Sean has not shared with the rest of the class. <laughs> uh, the answer is normally yes. I, I have a bit of a look. Jess Bush is one of the most beautiful women I have ever seen. And it's not just because she is beautiful. She is. It's how striking she is, like the way she carries herself and all that. You so, need to get on a marketing and just ask her to come on to the show. Oh, I don't think that'd be a good idea. No, 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 because because at the end of the day, though, our infatuation isn't necessarily with Jess Bush. It's, it's Chapel. with Chapel. It's Chapel. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. My my fangirling is not necessarily with Joanne Kelly. I love Micah. Micah's character is me. That's, I see. I understand that. Uh, there's there's a character on Letterkenny called Tannis, and I love. Her, I the actress doesn't do any. I've seen her in interviews, and I'm like, right. wow, she's way less attractive than Tannis. I like the character. 
Me Not too. Yeah. I'm attracted yeah. to Micah. Yeah. Not, Not always Julian, Julian Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. I'm attracted to Micah. She's a gun-toting agent who kicks butt. And loves history. And loves well, history. Yeah. Be, well, be, the other thing is... That's is, my woman like, right there. ...is Jess Bush is naturally a redhead. And as stunningly beautiful as she is as a redhead, it's not Nurse Chapel. It's not. Yeah, it's not Chapel. I like Chapel, and it's bad because she's not that. Like N- Nicole Galicia, Galicia. I think that's uh, the the chick from Defiance, yeah. right? She, we talked to her. I loved her character. I loved Nicole. In an entirely different way. Well, it's because she flirted with you for an hour. Yes. We had the same interests. We had the same sense of humor. We had the same thought patterns. I, I got a lot. We vibed, right? Right. I I seriously doubt I would vibe like that with Jess Bush. First of all, she's too cool. She's, she, like, sits at the cool table, right? Like, when you look at her, like, you, there's uh, videos of her, and I do not remember the guy who plays Spock. Uh, Ethan, Ethan Peck. Ethan Peck, thank you. Ethan Peck, they're they're sitting there and they just came out from a workout and you see like Ethan Peck in a tank top. He's got muscle. He's like he's he's really ripped, and and her and they've obviously done some stuff and they're and they're just like the cool kids. I was never that guy and I never looked. You know who's the same? I think between Claudia's character and Alston and Alston Skagalodi. Skagalodi, yeah. I I think they're combined are. Pretty much the same person. Yeah, she's. Yeah, they didn't really ask her to do a lot of acting. On the, like, I think half of the her is, is Allison. Yeah, um, but which I, at, which I think is awesome. And I'm not saying that in a bad way, by the way. It's it's just I think a lot of Allison's personality bled through, right? Uh, but I like Chapel is it. Right, like that's the one I. So I don't know if I'd be able, to, and it might be an Aaron Gray situation where I'd like oh literally God. peed myself and ran away. <laughs> yeah, uh, he had his fangirl moment. Oh yeah, Shannon was standing there like, no, she's literally right there. There's nobody even over there. Why don't you go talk to her? I'm like, ah, there's no one in the line. That's like, a, I love you, Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, you did the same thing do with what, Jamie. Do you remember what do you what do you remember when you when you met Jamie and Mary? I'm like, I couldn't say I couldn't say my name and like, uh, her perfume smelled good. That's. Yeah, I asked her about that. She goes, I, I, lo- I love you. I'm like, so how was meeting her? And she goes, she smelled great. I, <laughs> I, She's I, like, I, come on, darling. It's okay. I don't bite. I'm like, but could you? She sounded like a vampire? <laughs> she played a no, pretty sexy like vampire. A I can just tell you that. She she played a pretty sexy vampire in this stupid remake of Oh, my Fright God. Night. She did play a vampire. That was a horrible You know what? You know you're that. a fan when it's a B movie that you're watching. And a bad B movie at that. But you watch it anyways because it's got your girl in it. You watched most of that movie on Fast Forward. I didn't even watch all the movie. I just watched her parts. That's what I'm saying. You watch most of it on Fast Forward. You're like, oh, there's Jamie. We'll stop. They were okay, talking about Fright Night, I'll, okay? I'll, I'll, I'll admit that I have watched movies like that before. <laughs> I just remember that I was... Having, I just had dental surgery. I had bought the movie. It was in 2013. I'm excited to watch it, and it was horrible. But, except for the the whole Jamie and the lesbian scene in the window, I like. I, I woke up. <laughs> I'm awake now. <laughs> you know who I've noticed is is very like their character in real life yeah. is Anson Mount. He's, very much so. He's yes. very yes. smooth. He's very calm. He has the same kind of mannerisms. You just wind up liking him because he's very likable. And uh, I bet you Patrick Stewart the same way. No, very different. Very no. different. You don't think he'll quote Shakespeare to you? No, he might, but it'll just no, no. It, it, it's not like you him know, and he... Ian McKellen run around and and they are crazy. Like, literally crazy. They're besties. Yeah. Oh, no, they're besties. And they are insane. Have you seen the interview with Anson Mal where he talks about uh, recording the opening? No. Yeah. They, they, um, they, he was he talking about he how he's even... nervous doing it. Well, yeah, but he wasn't even – he didn't even get to be in a sound booth because they did it over COVID. So they, like, sent him all of the stuff and then recorded him over the online – you know, from a sound booth somewhere else, and he, he, you know, he said he's just he's just sitting there, and they're sitting, he's sitting there going, "Don't try to outdo Kirk. Don't try to outdo Kirk. Don't try to outdo Kirk." You can't, right? Like, I, no, I, I, okay, I would disagree. 
Be careful. You be careful. I'm walking lightly, whispering with a big stick. I like ants and mountains better. That's that's a mixed metaphor, but I know that. Well, everyone. I has like their ants captain. and mounts opening better. Everyone has their captain. I would honestly say. Picard the, is my captain. Uh, Picard is my captain, but I want to be on Anson Mount's ship. Yes. Because one well, chapel's he, there, but two, he everyone lives on Anson Mount's ship. Well, they they also come from different time periods in our lifetimes. You know, uh, Kirk came from the '60s, in which it was said with swagger. You know, Picard came from, uh, and then you had. In the um, 80s. Well, no, well, you, then in the uh, in the '80s you had. Um, Leonard Nimoy doing it for the movies in which he was trying to I'm dead and here I'm going to bring, say this back from the grave um, then you get to uh, Patrick Stewart who's trying to say it with gravitas of the 90s and then you get Anson Mount who's just trying to kind of Full do of sexy this swagger. Whole, uh, it's not it's not even a sexy swagger it's 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 oh, not it's not take. gravitas it's just basically kind of doing this whole I'm in control. This is all awesome. Believe this me, it's cool. the sexy swagger. Well, I mean, look, I've already admitted that if I swung that way, I, I'd be throwing myself at it. But Everyone, that's not I think if you're a, a self, uh, self-assured man, I think you could admit that that is a that is a good-looking man. It really is. He's he is what men should be, even uh, with high with a high haircut. <laughs> like you're you're really you know it's one of your many talents including really great hair i i, I liked how you looked at a spot like did, did you hear that did you hear did that you yeah. i got really great hair let's see if this is one of my great talents <laughs> you can't kill them um in like ah, shit sorry <laughs> sorry i just got climbed i just got climbed that's, that's what happens when you let cats in the room you know, there's a whole other content involved in that conversation. I'm like, mm. what? It took me a second. Like, what? Oh, well, well, it's been a while it was, since it, I've been climbed. It was either that or uh, doing the whole Eric Cartman. Kitty! Bad <laughs> Mr. Kitty. Bad Mr. Kitty! Uh, there's, uh, I love La'on. I like grapplers. <laughs> there's, this is, this is the episode I thought we were going to get. Like when you saw Boimler and Mariner on the transporter in the trailer, right? Like you got you got a second and a half of Boimler and Mariner in the in the original season two trailer, and I'm just like, oh god, I hope they don't screw this up. I don't know how they're going to do it or what they're going to do. I hope they don't screw this up. Well, I, I think by and, letting the the two voice actors play their characters in that fashion. You got their characters. I mean, oh, even yeah. even just Boimler trying to figure out how to handle the fact that he got live longed and prospered by Spock is just it's you know you could see he's just kind of like oh oh my god oh my god oh my god. Jay, do you know if we're gonna have another episode tomorrow night, or is it? Or are they just gonna skip it? I think they're gonna skip it. I think. I don't know. Well, That's okay I think with me. I think that, I think, that, I, think, that, I, think that, I think that was this week's episode. That's okay with me because if they don't skip it, that this puts us one episode closer to being over with the season. Oh. And I'm like finally starting to get into it now. What have we got? Three more episodes left? Something like well, this was episode seven, and we normally get ten episodes a season, so yeah. So okay. they're so gonna start it, having it, some Gorn problems pretty soon. Uh, well, I'll admit that it's bothering me that with three episodes left, and you basically one of them's a throwaway musical episode. That's bothering me. It, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't think we should do musicals at all. Look, we've. I had... can understand if you're trying to fulfill twenty-two episode season and you need a musical episode just because you, you just can't want to throw out what away else something. But, but now, but, now would be the time you would be starting to getting cliffhanger yeah, worthy. No, if, if if we if we've got a if we've got a ten episode season, I don't I don't want to throw away a musical episode. I'm, I agree with you. I don't want it. I, I'm not going to argue with that. I mean, it's it's. But we've had some great stuff so far. We had the Tapring Chapel uh, uh, Spock love triangle couple of episodes ago we had uh lost in translation which up until this episode was jake your favorite uh, yeah uh, i mean we had uh, for me it was the laon tomorrow tomorrow and tomorrow uh the laon kirk episode which i thought was was a very good run um that and had laon and yoga pants uh there there was some I, really I, good I, stuff i only ha i have 
one complaint with the time travel stuff. And it's not with the story. Well, it sort of kind of is with the storylines. But considering the fact that we've had two time travel episodes, one of them even involving a portal, and at no point in time have they brought in brought back the door into forever. Yeah. I mean, we got it in Disco. That's how they sent um, uh, Michelle Yeoh some, uh, back to wherever she's supposed to be. Into the Empress timeline. So, I mean, you're going to have a portal and you can't have the door into forever? I am less worried about that. I, I, th- I mean, This is door the forever-ish. It you know. would have been a nice callback. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. And you but... should be calling it what it properly is. It's a Stargate. <laughs> it's a star- well, they stargated the, the, by the, Star Trek. The door into forever is basically Stargate with a personality. In, in the original yeah. series, uh, it, it, it well, you it know the, the door Guardian itself and... spoke. Yeah, and then you had the Guardian in TOS, not TOS, uh, TNG, and then they had a another Guardian in Disco. Who actually, I really like the fact that the Guardian was just some guy sitting there with a newspaper. You know, for for the longest time, I thought that was just another cue. Might have been. You don't know. Might have been. Like you, and that's the thing. You know, and they made a reference to like, hey, hey, they don't, have, they haven't met Q yet. You know. Uh, that was a nice reference. Yeah, I mean, there was so many callback references to the in the, in this in the entire episode. Their, I, I, their I, references seem oddly specific. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I've never watched Lower Decks. I think I watched the first episode, maybe, maybe the second. It's just not my style because you don't like, like you anything s- animated, though. I don't really. And then, like you said earlier, they talk about fast, kind of like you know, like a South Park. And I'm just not ever going to be that kind of person. That's just it, not it, me. And, and and the jokes do come fast. It is one of those ones you every once in a while you have to like hit pause and roll back, going, "I missed that." Yeah, but, I mean, what was that? There's a certain style, like Rick and Morty's like that, Lord well, Dex is actually, like that, Letterkenny. Which is bothering me that I didn't put together the name of the episode, the because I did roll back when um, Ransom said, you know, TOS, you keep calling it that. What does that mean? Uh, um, the old scientist. I, I literally did not get it. I cannot believe both of you missed that, and I, I actually didn't. got it the first well, time. Well, I, ca- I caught the joke in the episode. I did not catch the joke of the name of the episode, because I didn't know what the name of the episode was. <laughs> I, I didn't get it. Any. it like, I, I was, when this cast started, old, when I figured that out. There was no... <laughs> I, I didn't get it. I was still reeling from Una on a poster. I was like, I would have Una on a poster. I would have Una on a poster too. I would. Have I, I love that. See, it, she's on yeah, but, a poster. Yeah, but the fact that it's, it's but, the, but the fact that it's a Starfleet recruitment poster and not Una in a bikini is very Boimler. Yes, that, no, that is very Boimler. But the the interplay between them, it is a poster and it is pinned up. Are we saying the same thing? I don't know. <laughs> like Mariner literally doesn't know what a pinup poster is. And later on, she's like, "Maybe you should have led with that." <laughs> she goes from embarrassment, who is almost disbarred, to literally the pinup girl. Well, uh, sorry, poster girl, not pinup. She's girl. the poster girl for Starfleet. Chapel would be my pinup girl, like a chapel and on pinup poster. Uh, not that I've done that, and. I call BS. AI uh-huh. Make it for me, but um, I wait. A I'm drawing a blank here because did did they do any commenting on Laon's last name? No, not that I not that I'm aware of. No, they just let it go right on by. No, no. Uh, like okay. the most interplay they had with Laon was when she's like, "I never get caught," and then Laon literally catches her as she's finishing that sentence. I never get caught. Or, or even the uh, don't make any personal relationships. <laughs> Trust me. So much paperwork. <laughs> it was just uh, it was really, really well done. I thought the, the this is probably one of my top five Star Trek episodes. Like, period. Any any genre. Uh, like it's to me, inner light. Is, is probably always going to be my favorite one. I, I love the implications of that one. 
uh, in TNG. Uh, if you guys haven't uh, seen that, oh no, I know exactly which one you're talking it is, about. It is probably the best. Because I don't remember titles. Tell me about that one. Uh, it's the one where it. Picard, Picard gets hit by the. Uh, you thing almost said Picard. I know, I almost <laughs> said Picard. Um, uh, who's had a stroke? Oh, now? there are four lights. Yeah, no, no, not that. Uh, when he gets hit by the probe and then he lives an entire life. Oh and yeah, has the, children as an old and, man and has and then, a wife and kids. Right, and, and then it's taken away from him, and all he gets is a flute. And, and, you know, you can see him at the end of the episode and he raises to hit the door switch and, and he realizes it's, that's not his home. That's not his family. That's not who he really is. He has a whole life that he's lived and, and none of it was real. And it was just, it was so sad. I remember seeing that as a teenager and, and it's really difficult to get teenagers to think, right? Like you guys remember being teenagers. It was very difficult to do that and it made me sit down and think for days on like how that must have felt. Now see, now see I, I didn't find it sad. I did find it very, very impactful um, because it, I think it would have been sad if he had gotten pulled out of it before the person he was playing had passed away. But he had lived that full life. That life had run its course. I, I found it. Sa- I mean, you're you're right, and I found it sad at first because I was like, "Wow, like he doesn't have that." But then I looked at it from the other point of view. What a beautiful sentiment from a civilization to say, "We don't know what would be meaningful for anyone to like a, a thing that we have or pictures of our stuff. Let us show you how we lived because we are about to die, and it's not something we can give to." Everyone, we can only do it for one person. But if one person knew we lived, that's yeah, okay. And, and I also didn't. I, the other part is, I is I took more meaning from the flute. The flute was what made it real for him once he came out of it. Sure, and now he he knows how to play. Um, but I, I to to me it was like, oh wow, they don't have like one person gets to to do this, but that's all they had the technology for. Only one person in the future will know who we were and if, if one person knows maybe that's enough and it was just it was so beautiful and i i was just it, it still strikes me to this day um it is probably some of the best sci-fi i have ever seen um this episode in a completely different way just because it's fun and this episode uh you know, the old scientist for Strange New Worlds was Star Trek geeking out with the fans. This was for us, by us, by other people who were as big of fans as we were. Well, yeah, because, yeah, because all of Boimler, us and Mariner, Boimler and Mariner reacted the same way any of us would have reacted, finding ourselves suddenly on that ship. Yeah, and, and it was a... It was a gift from them to us, and then we all shared in the joke. Like, we all got the jokes because it's it, this is what we all do. They basically had a, a geek-out session the same way we all do and and showed that not only those characters were the same as us, but the characters in the show had their people that they geeked out about, like, oh, Hoshisato was on that ship, and Meriwether, I went to I went to his high school, you know? Like, they, they, they all geek out, and it's okay. And this was kind of the tip of the hat to the rest of us, like, yeah, we do it too. It's cool. Don't worry. It, and the thing is, is that um, uh, the executive producer, I can't remember, uh, Kurtzman? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. apparently hadn't paid much attention to Lower Decks because after seeing this episode, he hired the girl who plays Mariner into the writer's room. <laughs> and, of course, they're all on strike now. Um, yeah, yeah, for figures, but yeah. Um, Shannon, do you have anything else to go? Shannon is leading back away from her microphone like, I don't care about this no, anymore. I'm, I'm so sleepy. You're about to lose me. <laughs> well, hey, well, should, well, should we wish Shannon a good night and call this a night? I guess we should because she is not having it. So, thank you guys. Uh, it is. It, it, you need to see this. If you haven't seen this episode, I'm not kidding. This is this is probably some of the best track you're ever going to see. 
And I loved it, even though I've never seen Lower Decks. I, I enjoyed this episode. Fantastic. Uh, so that, that actually is the nice part about it is, is that they did it in such a way that if you haven't watched Lower Decks before, you're still going to get the idea of people showing up on that ship and just geeking out. And that's exactly what happened. I thought it was so beautifully done. I liked how he spent most of the episode not trying to change the future. But then at the very end, he changed it just enough to make sure that you have the future with the Orions discovering the the portal. How did you know my grandmother's name? Uh, They just look at each other because they know, you know, it's sort of like the moment with Spock or uh, with Kirk and Bones. How do you know? uh, (laughs) How do you know we didn't invent the thing, you know? Um, well, it, but, I thought those were a birthday present from from Doctor McCoy, and they will be again. That's the beauty of it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, see, that's kind of the thing, though. I I think that's kind of shows that they hadn't screwed anything up; that they were supposed to have been there. Because what you find out from Tandy is the reason there even is a a Orion Science Division. Is because of this incident. Is because of Boimler and and Mariner making it so right. Like and, and yeah. he's like, look, I've always dreamed of this. This is always what I wanted, and he just didn't know how to do it. So it's it's fantastic. It was so well done. I am so just completely jazzed. If we get three other episodes and they suck, this episode was worth it. Yeah, it really was. Well, you're gonna get three other episodes and maybe one might suck. <laughs> You guys are always down on the singing. And I dancing. Just, it, they could put I, La'an in in yoga pants and and a crop top, and I'd be just fine. Well, okay, 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 but now if the, they don't the, do that, it's gonna suck. It's the only way I'm gonna buy to dancing at this point, especially after the dancing doctors, if there's poles involved. <laughs> Chapel is on the ship. Okay, I'll I'm watch it now. <laughs> I don't know. I've watched Eric and Paul. Dave. Okay, we we, ha- we haven't really seen Chapel's quarters. What do you think there? Is, what do you think the over under is on the fact that, for quote unquote exercise purposes, there is a pole in Chapel's uh, uh, stateroom or a swing that is hung from the ceiling? Okay, guys. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I see. I, I buy into the pole better because if somebody asks, she can basically say, "Oh, no, no, no. That's that that's that's exercise." Yeah, you exercise. can exercise in a swing. I know. I've seen videos of it all the time. It's fine. <laughs> multiple yes, but it's a, but, multiple but techniques. It's a, but it's a little bit harder to explain. Nah, you don't. You, you don't. You don't have public swing classes. <laughs> you don't know. You haven't been in that century. Good point. There's pole dancing classes now. Exactly. That's my point. There could be sex swing classes then. You do because because once again you you look at the different things that people could do for aerobic exercise at any point in history, and you know Chapel's the type that looked at pole dancing and went, oh no no that's great exercise I should be doing that. <laughs> and I hope she is. Although Shannon is now starting to take off her her headphones and looking at me like we're done now. So. I suppose well, that, that, that's, we're that, done that's now. That's because she's not enjoying the thought process of chapel pole dancing as much as you and I are. So. I know. Well, well, she doesn't enjoy things put, like that. I would prefer Una, so I'd watch it. you telling me that if we had just spent two minutes on Una pole dancing, you'd have looked less disdainful? Hey, you can yeah, see Una so. pole dancing painted blue if you watch the right movie. That I know. is true. All you young people out there don't even know the crossovers, but that's amazing. Now, would you prefer J-Law or Rebecca Romaine? Who? Ooh, that's a tough one. Rebecca over uh, J-Law? I think, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm actually going to go with Rebecca Romaine. Thank you. Really? I'm a Jennifer Lawrence fan. Well, I like I, her I, acting. No, no, that, that, she's, a, she's a very, very close I second. like her acting, but I wouldn't want to I, I, No, The poll would be Re- Rebecca. All the way. I'll have to do some video evidence. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find some. I wonder if AI can help me out with that. I'm sure you'll find some. Anyway, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. Shannon is sleepy, so we have to go now. So you guys take it easy. We love you. We will see you for the next three episodes. Y'all take care. Bye, guys. 
This has been an episode of the Strange New Worlds Fancast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us. If you'd like to hear more shows like this one, you can find us at strangenewworlds.podbean.com for more podcasts on Strange New Worlds. If you'd like to contact us, you can hit us up via email at strangenewworldsfancast at gmail.com or on Twitter at trek underscore worlds. We are a part of the Lone Wolf Podcast Network. And to hear more of this cast and other casts like it, you can check us out at lonewolfpodcasts.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.